Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm the Sam and Sam Says, and today I am incredibly excited to welcome Lori Lomahan, Director of Healthcare Services at Molina Healthcare of Illinois, to talk about the great work that they're doing in the long-term care space. Lori, welcome. Thank you, Sam. Excited to talk to you today. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation Because first and foremost, it is always buoying to talk to the plans about the work they're doing and the efforts they're putting forth to improve the healthcare system. And today we're going to talk about long-term care, which is what we here at IMHIP are focusing on in the fourth quarter. And I'm really looking forward to highlighting the great work that's being done in this space. And I think just to kick us off, Lori, could you just give us an overview of the work that Molina is doing in the long-term care space and sort of your approach? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just really fun to talk about this aspect of our business because we celebrate the work that we do in long-term care quite frequently. The team does really good work. We've got a large dedicated long-term care team, um, a little over 30 individuals. And we that team works on a primary case manager to long-term care facility model. So there's one case manager assigned to multiple different facilities, but they are the primary liaison uh, for our members and staff there in Molina. So we don't have all 35, you know, Uh, embarking on one facility and overwhelming them. Um, So this allows us to be more fluid in conversations and, um, you know, reduces burden to the long-term care facility, helps in relationship development, you know, between our staff, the membership that resides there, and helps us to ensure continuity of care, you know, for both the members and, and, and of course, for those relationships to and from the facility. Um, I think that's been really important, especially through the pandemic period, when we relied so much on telephonic conversations and sometimes information sharing through faxes and email and things of that sort, we can help to not overwhelm uh, one another. Um, So great fringe benefits there, and we believe it helps us to become better partners with the facility and translates to better care and oversight for our membership. Absolutely. And I think, Lori, when we think of long-term care, and especially when we're thinking of nursing homes, there's obviously the provider rep space with billing and all of that, but there's also so much that's going on with these members. These are really our most complex members. And so there needs to be that, that touch point around clinical and around care coordination and member status and what can we do together? What does that member need? And so that model of care mm-hmm. coordinator to facility sort of not only is that beneficial for the Medicaid member, because then you know that facility really well, you know the team there, you know, you know, all of that, you know the, the area, that care coordinator knows that area. But then that facility also has another point of contact with Molina. And so it strengthens those relationships. And I yeah. I, I suspect that strengthens your outcomes. Yeah, we believe it does. And uh, and we work closely then also in conjunction with our provider network partners and kind of serve as that, you know, kind of that, that team all together. And in that, I'm sure you guys have, 
you know, you have programs and you have priorities that you're working on specific to long-term care in conjunction, maybe some of it's all internal and some of it I'm sure is with your provider partners. Can you sort of talk about your priorities and your programs and, and what, how you think about um, long-term care a little bit uh, further? Yeah. Absolutely. So um, you might say that there's some routine care coordination that occurs, you know, as a case manager, we want to make sure we're connecting with every single long term care member, um, and helping them to navigate their care, making sure that they're getting timely care and using their benefits, um, you know, to strengthen their health and you know, kind of their, their well being, um, and serving as good partners to that long term care facility. But another primary thing that we do within the team and one of our primary initiatives within is to also assess that the members receiving the care in the right setting and in the least restrictive safe setting uh, for their needs. And so a big part of what our long-term care team does is assesses every single member for their ability and desire uh, for community living. And so one of our major initiatives within that team is assisting members with transition from the long-term care setting back out into the community um, with or without um, home and community-based waiver services. And so we do, uh, I'd say, um, one of our celebrations is that we do a really good job with that. And year over year, we've been able to move more and more members back into the community setting. Uh, those members thrive. Um, we follow them, of course, after that transition. It's a lot of work to get them there. And then we want to make sure that they're able to continue to be successful and, you know, have their, their health care uh, needs met and have a good quality of life um, as they get to the community. So, um, so that's a big, big thing that we do uh, in our long-term care team. And that correlates with, you know, Molina's mission and vision to make sure that we're improving the lives of our members um, and, and reliably ensuring a high uh, quality delivery of healthcare to meet their needs. And it also um, aligns with the state's goals for long-term care rebalancing and addresses the, the pillars um, uh, of improvement uh, for HFS Illinois. So uh, great alignment there. Um, and again, um, you know, we understand that for some members and for many members, the majority of members, the best setting is in long-term care. Um, so we, we honor that as a, a level of care in the healthcare continuum. And for those members, just make sure that they get the best quality of care that they can achieve in that setting. And again, through working with those long-term care partners help to achieve that, making sure that they're getting their preventative care uh, timely, uh, making sure that they have access to the community and that they're living the best life possible. Um, so that's a, that's a lot of the work that we do. I know all that. There's so much there to unpack. I'm, I'm going to try my best because it's like, what I think is most important to really underscore is that care coordination in this space looks really different than what it would look like in fee-for-service, which is not, you know, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then also in the commercial space, like the Medicaid plans function so differently than commercial insurance too, where, you know, like there, they are, you, you guys do have teams going out into those nursing homes, talking to those members and asking them, what are their goals and how do you help, uh, you know, them achieve that? And I just think that's gotta be so, it is, like you said, it's very hard. It's a lot of work, but it's also gotta be yeah. so fulfilling um, yeah. when 
when you get that win, can you kind of walk me through sort of what that looks like? Like what does success look like with some of your programs? And then, you know, where are some areas of opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, I can share with you a few things. Um, our long-term care team, well, as you know, you know, um, as the pandemic hit, all of us kind of got grounded. Uh, and so we started doing like, uh, you know, telephonic visits, televisits where we could that's harder with the long-term care folks who don't have uh, a phone at their bedside. So the team's been itching, you know, to get back into the field and be face-to-face with their members. And so we've been able to achieve that. And that's, that's great. Um, so the team, you know, gained great satisfaction by that. And certainly the, you know, relationship development and, you know, the quality of our contacts uh, with those members is much better. Um, but, you know, uh, the team, you know, all case managers really um, are in it for the right reason. And that is true with our long-term care team as well. And so there's just so many wins that we've been able to get. And I can share um, a success story um, I'll try to be brief about it, but um, this member was in a long-term care setting for about two years. And upon our annual reassessment of this member, uh, we determined and and the member stated that he he was ready, you know, he's ready to move out. He wanted community living. And so we worked with him very closely, Uh, worked with him and the long-term care staff. We helped him to set up providers in the community. He needed a psychiatrist, a primary care physician, an orthopedist. Um, He needed some durable medical equipment. So we worked with University of Illinois College of Nursing Assistive Technology Unit um, to get him some additional VME and some um, home modifications uh, before he uh, was able to go home. Of course, prior to that, we helped him and worked with him to locate an accessible uh, apartment in the community um, that also had uh, mental health services and supports within so that he could, um, you know, receive those services conveniently uh, within his home setting. Um, so many other things that we did to help set him up for community living, but he was able to move out this past spring um, in 2022, and he's uh, remained in the community. He's more independent. He's following up with his own providers on his own accord. You know, we're checking in with him uh, frequently like, to see, uh, to work with him through that process and to see him just thrive in a more independent setting and really kind of spread his wings out in the community. Oh, I love that, Lori. And I just think, you know, the amount of work and the steps that your team put in there and all of the pieces sort of pulling together. But at the end of it, it was really all about helping this individual meet this goal. And I think when we, we think of long-term care, you know, when you, when you talk to the state and when you talk to others, it's sort of, it's this, like this broad, like sort of 10,000 foot level, like how many individuals have we moved? Um, and how many individuals have we found community placement for or found, you know, whatnot. But when you like bring it back down to that like individual member, it's just so clear there's so many steps there because it it, it can't be a one size fits all approach because like what one member needs is totally different than what another member needs or, and importantly, wants. Because members can want really different things too. And so, all of that effort to, to 
you know, move this individual and it might seem small because it's like one person, but to that one person, it's huge. So much goes into so many of these moves and what's probably, you know, for each member on average, at least three months of preparation um, to to get somebody successfully out into the community. So definitely no small feat, um, but uh, the rewards are tremendous uh, primarily for the member. Absolutely. And like, you know, it does take so much time, but you also, in order for it to be successful, like you want it to take that time, right? Like you want this member to be successful in their transition. You want them to get to into the community, feel comfortable, have what they need and be able to thrive there. And so I love that like your team, you're not like cutting corners or rushing it. Like you're taking the time for that individual member to get them what they need to be successful. And I think that's, it's great. And I don't think there's any bigger win for that person, right? Like that's their life. He's out in the community thriving where he wants to be. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, well, great stuff. it really, really is. Thank you so much. I think not only for joining me today, of course, but for the work you do um, with your team and the impact you're making across the state. Like, I don't think I can thank you enough because you really are making a difference. And it's just been so great to have you. Oh, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you about the work the team's doing. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you again. And to our listeners, to learn more about what I'm Hip is doing, don't forget and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. We encourage you to visit our website at imhip.org. And of course, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Samantha Oldsfry. The Sam and Sam says, as always, thanks for joining us. And until next time, be well and stay safe.